0: Welcome back to another hour of Scott Shower. I'm Noah. And I'm Jesse. All right, this is episode 143. I think we have a decent lineup here. We got Glenn Dronach, uh, Portwood, uh, followed by our shoutouts. And then our restaurant review being Meza Mediterranean Grill, followed by our smarter challenge being The Island, the movie, 2005 and cloning all right um before we get started and jumping in thank you to everyone who watches us on youtube and rumble we greatly appreciate all of you thank you to all the people who listen to us on the many different platforms we greatly appreciate you as well please like share and subscribe also leave some comments down below and with that let's get started
1: scotch review All right, well, this week's single malt scotch of choice, as Noah has mentioned, the Port Portwood Single Malt Highland Scotch Whiskey. All right, so the Glendronach has a history Dating back all the way to 1826, not the oldest of distilleries, but not a young one at the same time. Uh, founded by James Allard's. Um it is in the heart of Speyside. They're nestled in the heart of Speyside in the Highlands. Uh, A couple key pieces here, much like any of our favorite distilleries, they do have a favored water source. Theirs is the Dronach Burn, a nearby river flowing with pure water, which I assume is actually heavy in minerals because those minerals tend to do some of these scotches great flavor profiling um the glen groenak is derived from the scottish gaelic valley of the brambles Oh, like many distilleries, it has had a multitude of changes of ownership and has remained open most of its history from 1826 all the way up until 1996, when it did have to slowly mothball and close its doors until 2002, when it was given a new lease on life by the Ben Riach Distillery, uh, who is the master distiller there. Rachel. Berry, and she is noted as the master blender distiller for the Glendronach distillery as well. Um, they are known for their sherry cask maturation process so they are using Oloroso and Pedro Ximenez casks to flavor their single malt scotches during the aging process this particular one does not have an age statement but my guess is much like some of their other greats it's right around that 12 year range couple keep P I notes here, they're tasting notes, color, an intense cherry wood. (coughs) Nose. Breathe in delightful waves of uh, Victoria plum, bramble and strawberry jam with top notes of cherry blossom and honeysuckle on a base of sandalwood and ginger. The palate has layers upon layers of rich fruits, sip blackberry and roasted apple, crumble with freshly baked gingerbread developing into a baked orange and black cherry back note the finish is savor orange peel sultana and cherry crate cake lingering into the rich fruity finish and it sounds like they do have a few uh, different tours available at their distillery
0: uh, yes, they do. And um, <coughs> to first start off here, they are, their visitor center is open year-round, seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 4.30 uh, 4 p.m. GMT time. Um, and all their experiences include a tour of the production areas and a visit into one of their uh, warehouses. Um, it does say here though, uh, if you do happen to watch this before these dates, uh, the visitor center will be closed from twelve pm to four thirty pm on Friday, December twenty second, for a private event, and also it will be uh, the visitor center will be closed from three thirty uh, on Saturday, December the twenty third, and will <laughs> be open at ten am on the tenth of January. I'm assuming that's a like Christmas slash New Year type of closure there. All right, um, on to the tours. Uh, the Sherry Masterclass. Uh, this is one of the uh, different uh, tours that you can take. Uh, it does say here that you delve into uh, the rich history of Sherry cast maturation and discover how Glendronach has become renowned as the Sherry Oak connoisseur since 1826. Um, this tutored tour and tasting will explore the depths of the character and flavor in our new make, spirit, and why it lands itself so well uh, exquisitely, exquisitely, exquisitely <laughs> <laughs> rich sherry maturation. Um, uh, you do have to be 18 years uh, or older to attend this. Uh, it is 1.5 hours, and, and it's 60 Great British Pounds. So you're probably talking about like $70, right there, $72, roughly. Uh, then we got the Classic Tour. Uh, here, our Highland whiskeys are recognized for, or not ours, but theirs. <laughs> it's recognized for their deep color and rich flavor profiles, which range from sweet, fruity flavors from the Pedro is Jimenez, is that how we is that how we're saying that? Is is it Jimenez or Eximiz or Jimenez. Uh, Jimenez? Jimenez yeah. <laughs> nailed it. Uh, casks uh, that they select to the dry and nutty notes from the superb Oloroso casks. After the tour of their production areas and a walk through the warehouse, uh, you'll sample three whiskeys from their exquisite core range, exploring the art of sherry maturation. Paired with homemade chocolate truffles to complement and expand your flavor experience. Uh, once again, you have to be 18 years or older. It is one hour for this one here, and the admission is 25 Great British pounds. So you're probably talking about like 27 or 28 dollars there. Then there's a the boys' uh, boys' mill, boy, boys, yeah, boys' mill experience. So here um, you're going to be welcomed to a hot drink on arrival, followed by a walkthrough of the tour production to learn of uh, their time-honored traditions of craftsmanship. Finally, relax and enjoy a tutor test, uh, tutored testing, tasting, tutor tasting um, from the old and rare collection, savored alongside a food pairing to complement your flavor experience. Uh you have to be eighteen years old for this one as well or older. The length of this one is two hours long and the emission is one hundred and eighty-five Great British pounds. So here you're probably roughly talking about maybe like two oh five, maybe about two somewhere between two hundred and five dollars to two hundred and ten dollars probably on that one. So there you go. Those are the uh the experiences that they have available.
1: Sound like some great experiences, particularly the latter of the several. I,
0: honestly, I think the latter one probably would be the best. I know it's the most expensive. When you and I know we normally agree. Like all oh, the pride the the more expensive ones is probably better way to go. But when they're doing like a favor profiling with uh, food pairings, uh, I think that's all, always going to be the better way to go.
1: It could be. It could be unless they give you food tastes like shit. <laughs> I'm sure they would uh, not. I mean,
0: they could. <laughs> They could, but hopefully they're not gonna give you anything like uh, <coughs> like uh, goat's uh, stomach lining or anything like that. Haggis is, I think, this is what it's called,
1: right? Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, not giving anything like that.
0: All right. <sighs> but if they are gonna give you haggis, I'm gonna need a lot more than maybe four uh, four drams.
1: <laughs> Good call. Good call. Well, one thing to note about this Portwood Glen Dronach is that it is enriched by a second maturation in the finest port wood pipes from the Douro Valley in Portugal so even though they are known for their sherry cask maturation process and techniques uh, this in this particular version has that second maturation in the port pipes the Port Portwood, highland Sigma Scotch, whoa, the canister, I love the color, uh, it's great, the, i want to go with deep, rich plum and gold is fantastic, uh, nice, solid structure, opening right up, love the tin, the bottle itself, the color immediately, just like they said, it is that deep, Cherry wood color, uh, digging the label, enjoying that. I do like the bottle itself. The foil looks great. As okay, what's
0: the little label up top?
1: It just talks about uh, James Allards, the founder, uh, born in 1780 perishing in 1849 um and that that he just distilled and was the distiller and master bottler uh from that time period oh so it's Um, just
0: like the segment that's like on the on the canister right there but smaller yeah.
1: yeah just a smaller label with the same information on the canister up top
0: okay i just wasn't sure if it was something else
1: and as we open this foil nice sturdy solid firm foil Maybe two for him. Just broke her. <laughs> As we open it up, undoubtedly, zero doubt, solid wood topper, which it does look like it may or may not have. I think it's plastic. We're going to have to pop it out to be uh, 100% sure, though. As we do pop it, solid cork. I think they went in a different direction. They got a solid cork with a plastic topper. Huh. That's interesting. But why, Jesus? Why? Is
0: that really plastic? Yeah, it is. (coughs) Huh. I like the fact that they use real cork. Not sure about the plastic top.
1: Oh, that color already amazing. A uh, thing also to note about the color, it is a natural imparted color from those port wood casks during the second maturation process in particular, but also during the original maturation process and the sherry casks they are known for finishing their scotches in.
0: All right, well, I guess it's time for our tasting notes and our Warp speed! Warp speed!
1: Cheers! Cheers.
0: All right, uh, Glenn Dronach Portwood. Uh, this particular expression from Glenn Dronach, uh, I really enjoyed. Is you said it's from Highlands, right? Snistled well, nestled
1: in I- the heart of Speyside.
0: Uh, so it's actually a Spacide.
1: Which is Highlands.
0: Which is Highlands. Right? <laughs> exactly. Okay, well, <laughs> to start off with the presentation, I, like yourself, I like the purple, I like the gold. Uh, the one thing I don't really care too much about it, and I think they probably could have, like, put it elsewhere, is the, uh, is that, is that, yeah, that, that information about where it says Portwood and I guess the uh, the founder of the place right there. I think it should have just been purple uh, with going down to the Glendronach and then having maybe all that stuff on the back. I don't know. Likewise with the bottle, I really like the bottle and the labeling on the bottle. But once again, I think they could use that, uh, <laughs> that little label. I asked you what it was. I think they should put that on the back or something too. Um, I, I think it just kind of distracts from like that, um, from that main part right there. But otherwise it's actually a pretty nice label. Uh, Everything I like, I pretty much like the whole presentation. Um, those are just, like, little minor knocks right there. But the one thing is that I really don't like is the plastic top. Um, so because of that, I gave it 4 out of 5. I was on the verge of giving it 3 because of, like, those little, like, things right there. But I thought that was a little, you know, ticky-tacky. You know, I didn't really have to talk points for that. Um, the color. I really enjoyed the color. And here, what I put with the color is... Dark amber with a slight tawny red hint. And what I mean by slight tawny red hint is, like, if you look at, like, tawny ports, they have, like, this red hue to them um, from the – it's, like, a red goldish hue, which is a little bit more red than this. Um, But this has, like, that tint of red. I think that's coming from those those port casks. And I really like the coloring there. So I give that a 5 out of 5. Um, for the nose, uh, if I can read my notes here, <laughs> um, I put uh, toasted walnut with caramel, oak, leather, and uh, candied berries. And the candied berries, I'm talking like these are like dark berries, like m- probably like blackberries, what I'm kind of leaning towards. Um, but I think there's more than one definitely more than one berry in here. That you're, that you're tasting in the, in the flavor profile, uh, which is why I kind of went with just uh, candied berries. Because you get this nice, uh, sweet smell of, uh, of dark berries uh, with this. And which is kind of like uh, holds true to Rachel Berry and the Ben Reacts um, that we've come across as well. So I like that a lot. I, I really enjoyed the nose. And I gave that a 27 out of 30. The palate to me was smooth, uh, jammy, with a a nice sweetness to it. Uh, The sweetness coming from the berry profile. Uh, It also has, like, you also get, like, a hint of the caramel uh, in there as well. And it's just nice, sweet, and jammy. And honestly, if I didn't know that this was a scotch, and someone just gave me a cup, in uh, a tumbler uh, or a cup in a in uh, like a rocks glass or something, and they didn't tell me what it was. I I'm not sure if I would pinpoint this necessarily as a scotch from the get go, um, just because of the flavor profile. Like when you taste it, because it's just it's so like smooth and sweet to it, uh, sweetness to it. Um, but being I've tried over a hundred and something, I probably would. Would pick it out as a scotch. So, but if I if I wasn't well versed, I think it'd be pretty easy though, not thinking it's a scotch right away. I gave it twenty seven out of thirty on the palate as well. But after the uh, after the palate starts of society, you start you start getting like a slight uh, spiciness, but it's not like a huge spice. I almost put it down as like uh, as holiday spice, but really it wasn't a holiday spice. It was more of a ginger spice. With some um, uh, ginger spice with hints of walnut and oak. And I really just, the way, like, because it wasn't, like, super spicy with the ginger or anything like that. Had the right amount of spice. And then it flowed into that walnut and the oak, which I really enjoyed as well. So I gave it 27 out of 30 points. So my grand total was 90 points on this one. Uh, Would I take it to a black tie affair? Yeah, I definitely would i think it has a nice presentation minus the plastic top um but i think um the flavor profile would definitely hold up out a black tie affair would i take it to a game night yeah i take it to a game night and does it have a place on your shelf most definitely i think it does
1: All right, well, much like yourself, very impressed with the scotch. (coughs) As far as the presentation, dig the canister. I think what bugged me most about the uh, excessive verbiage was how difficult it was to read (coughs) Um, tiny little letters, gold ink (coughs) Ah, just made it difficult to read, which in that sense makes it less versatile. Uh, the bottle itself same way can't stand the plastic topper to me I, I think you you're onto something this doesn't even look like a scotch to me it looks like cognac <coughs> color bottle so many different things I'm not complaining i love a great cognac uh, but this in particular just a bottle with the extra pieces very interesting uh, presentation of four out of five, notably because of that plastic topper for me as well, to go with the extra mile with all of these other details and then take a step back there. That is a mistake. <laughs> all right. Uh, so four out of five presentation, color, beautiful, uh, medium, brass, with that little pink hue to it, that little bit of uh, uh, port influence for sure. Five out of five, again, this is a natural part uh, of this scotch is that they? there's no uh, uh, color added. This is the natural color. Palette, Oh, okay, so five out of five for color. Palette, mm, amazing. Nose, let's start there. The nose for me, I get hints of caramel, cashew, and then fruits, those dark berries, the raspberry, the blackberry, uh, maybe a little blueberry, and then a teeny little hint of orange, 27 out of 30 on the nose. Palette. Oh, this was my high point. It's like creamy cocoa pebbles right at the front. Like a bowl of cocoa pebbles, where you just threw some half and half or heavy whipping cream on it, a spoon to bite in your mouth. You get that cocoa. It's creamy, it's delicious. Uh, transitions to burnt caramel coated berries. And it's almost like you take, for me, when I take that first bite of creme brulee where i've got the caramelized sugar on top and i throw some raspberries some blackberries and some blueberries on there maybe even some strawberries Um, crack open the crust get those all intermixed with just a little bit of the custard Mm, that is that flavor in my mouth it is the dark berries mixed with the caramelized sugar not quite caramel but caramelized sugar and just a hint of a a creme uh, so for me, palette twenty-eight finish, medium long finish. It's interesting. It does start with that ginger, and then it goes back to young fruit. So it's going backwards in the sense of now the the fruits aren't so sweet and jammy or or juicy they're more dry the wood the oak comes out in that flavor and then so does uh, a hint of a salted walnut uh, almost briny but not quite and just a little bit of cashew for the finish of 27 total for me a 91
0: all right 90 and
1: 91 yes and Black Tie, yes. Game Night, yes. Spot on the Shelf, absolutely. Uh, you, you uh, Going price, Noah paid right around $110 uh, for this bottle. Uh, value-wise, I, I think it is definitely a value for a place on the shelf just because it is so contrast, as you mentioned, to most scotches.
0: It, and it's really smooth, though. I mean, it's super smooth.
1: It is. It is.
0: It's time for our shoutouts.
1: My two shout outs, Mila, awesome job finishing with high marks. Once again, your next semester of school and you're paying for it all through your own hard work. That is amazing. Uh, and to Aiden, I was blessed in a sense. Uh, the weather was a little cold. I was racing home from work. He was about to have a basketball game. I was able to make the game and I got to witness his first dunk, which was amazing. That was his first dunk ever? Yeah. Yeah, his first dunk ever. I got to I got to witness it. And everyone keeps asking, why didn't you record it? So I, how the hell was I supposed to know he was going to dunk? I didn't think you could jump that high. He's not that much taller than me. Somehow his power legs moved him up there. It was a beautiful sight. Uh, he had a solid game all around. His defense was on point. You could tell the coach. Uh, and coach, well done for this. Uh, put him in on all of the hardest plays to defend anytime somebody on the opposing team got hot Aiden was put in to stop them and he stopped them dead cold I mean like they could be on fire and all of a sudden they were in a block of ice they couldn't move they couldn't get close to him. Aiden was so damn impressive uh Aiden you made me proud you and Mila always do but you really made me proud with your effort and your energy in this game um you made every shot you took which is another thing um, because sometimes I think it's easy to get frustrated. Like take the damn shot. But at the end of the game, if you're looking back and like, okay, you scored some good points. And on top of that, your goal ratio is a hundred percent, including, um, his final two points. Uh, his team was up two right at the end seconds left in the fourth quarter and he gets fouled, gets two free throws, knocks them both in. Um, when you go with about four seconds left on the clock from being down two points to down four points, you no longer can win a game or even bring it back with a three pointer. Um, and so well done Aiden, super proud of you. Uh,
0: so does this mean we have to start calling him Ice Man?
1: Right. <laughs> Maybe if he keeps this up god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a beautiful thing to see and I was blessed that I got to be there and see all of it. That's awesome.
0: I don't have any shout outs or get it together this week so uh I don't know if you have any get-it-togethers, but if not, we'll just leave it at that with the Iceman.
1: No, man, um, no get-it-togethers. The only other shout-out would be ending the season, as was already expected on a high note, uh, for stopping Honda, Red Bull, motor racing, um, taking home all of those trophies and prize millions of dollars. Good job to you guys. And more importantly, thank you for making the sport fun to watch again. Restaurant This week's restaurant, Mezza Mediterranean Grill here in, you know, did they classify that as Parker, Colorado or as Lone Tree? Um, it is really right by uh, Jordan Road and 470, not far off. Yeah, if you take the little intersection right before 470, if you're heading southbound, um, and you take it over to Chambers, and voila, there it is. So it is part of Parker. Um, but it is, unfortunately for it, in a newer little development area. There's a gas station there. There's a liquor store there, which was as I got it, part of the gas station.
0: Yeah. Didn't it look
1: like that? Yeah, it kind of uh, looked like it. It's like it. big time. And then there's the Metsa Grill right next door. Um, so the business, I think that they're going to have to fight for it. But we've got some pretty good things to say, I believe, at least I do. I believe so, too.
0: When we first pull up there, as Jesse said, it's kind of like next to, I I wouldn't say next to, (laughs) like it's one building and the, like, uh, as you said, the convenience store gas station, if you will, and the liquor store, like all part of one, uh, one part of the building with, and then there's a wall and then you have the restaurant. So, uh, for the little, like, uh, I don't know. It, it, I guess it's attached to the the gas station, but it not part of the gas station. Um, but the parking there is, is terrible because really there's only like three parking spots like right in front of the restaurant and all the other parking spots are in front of the gas station slash uh, liquor store. Um, so the, the actual location of it is a little bit odd. I think uh, there there does look like, and i guess right now and as as the uh the wife's uh uh, the owner's wife uh or maybe she's also the owner i guess too but i think
1: christine christine owns at least half of that and his balls
0: (laughs) so she's saying like like i think where they parked is like actually in the uh drive-through uh lane there but off to the side of there just a little bit more there was actually some open space that maybe could be utilized into more parking which uh, probably should be utilized for that restaurant. Honestly. Um, it's kind of small. It doesn't have like a whole lot of tables in there. I think yeah, probably about what, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, maybe like nine tables, maybe 10, like somewhere between like nine and 10 tables in there. So now like a ton of people can, uh, actually dine in the place. Uh, the one thing about like, if you were to dine in there because it is so small in the way it's set up anytime, if it's cold outside anytime someone walks in you're gonna get blasted from the cold uh from the cold uh no matter where you sit i think in that in that little small area the uh here uh, they don't have a wait staff you have to actually go up to the counter to order um but this would be the one of the one times where uh where the machine asks you to tip and i actually didn't feel bad about tipping someone, (laughs) um, because they actually brought the mill out. So Christine and Max are the owners, super friendly people. And it was kind of funny because when we were looking for a place to go, I was searching and I saw a bunch of great reviews on Google maps for this place. And a lot of people kept mentioning Max. And so when we went in there, I was like, Hey, is that Max? (laughs) And and Christine's like, yeah, that's Max. I'm like, Oh, okay. Hi Max. You know, and, (laughs) uh,
1: the fuck <laughs> yeah he was exactly like who <laughs> the fuck is this guy <laughs> and
0: so i explained like how i how we uh, came how we found a place to do uh, google maps and how they uh, talked about max being the owner and then uh, then we found out christine uh, was his wife and uh super nice people great uh, it's awesome to see how they had it like it like the recipes that he used are his mother's recipes and it's great to see, like, they had a dream to have, like, to do this restaurant and to use family recipes to uh, create the food. And it was excellent. The food was great. Um, and they allowed, like, I got the plate. It was the beef sauerkraut plate. Um, and it came with, like, a side salad. It came with, uh, it was supposed to be uh hum- Hummus. But I didn't want hummus because I'm not a big fan of hummus. So they gave me baba ghanoush. <laughs> and the baba ghanoush was awesome, uh, which is like a grilled eggplant that's kind of mushed up uh, with like smoked uh, smoke paprika. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they give you some uh, pita bread there to, sm- uh, to to do it on there. And they also gave you, I, th- I think it was some kind of chili pepper. I want to say hatch green chili, but I don't know if that was it or not. I didn't ask. Probably should have. But it was so good so so good and then they uh he had fries on there and the fries were done to perfection they were just nice and golden <laughs> they had the nice uh, amount of crunchiness oh. on the outside with a nice uh soft inside with the right amount of salt on there so it was, it was like done perfectly well uh and then they had the rice and uh the beef and then the sauce it was so good i mean it was fifteen ninety nine for it is worth every penny and the portions were huge like honestly i probably should not have finished my plate but i did (laughs) uh and i definitely will be going back again uh the one knock though if i have to say a knock there is that it really could like use like wine with the mill uh but uh they don't have their liquor license yet so um Maybe that'll come in the future, but it would have been nice to have, uh, you know, a a glass of wine with the meal. Uh, The other thing I got to note here is that neither one of us went with any of the chicken dishes, and they have this garlic sauce that goes with the chicken dishes. That is phenomenal, especially if you like garlic, because it is super duper garlicky, and it tastes so, so good. What I uh, so Max, he's like, this is your first time here. You guys didn't get any of the chicken dishes. You guys got to try the uh, the garlic sauce, and so you brought us out a big damn garlic sauce. And uh, what I ended up doing is I ended up mixing up the part of that garlic sauce with my bee and rice, and I yeah <laughs> the the sauce that comes with the bee swarmy, and they also have like this uh, the homemade hot sauce that they have too, and I put a little bit bit of that in there and mix it all up. Uh, with the rice and the beef, it was so, so good. Um, Is it a destination spot? You know, because of the convenience of how close it is, because it's only like a mile and a half from where we are, um, and the price, I thought uh, the price point was great, a great value for the meal. The people were super friendly. So I'm going to say, for me, it is a a destination point. Now, if I live like, let's say, 45 minutes away in Westminster or something like that, I don't. I don't think it would be a uh, a destination point, but from where we live, yeah, I could see myself going there a few, uh, quite a few times, uh, and I would I would consider it a destination point for that fact. And if someone was coming, like hanging out, like uh, let's say Brian was coming over or my brother was coming over, and they're like, "Hey, let's go grab some pla- let's go grab some food," I might suggest us just going there uh, as a kind of like a destination spot to go grab a food, you know, type of thing. So would I meet friends there? Definitely. Would I take a date there? Ooh. this is tough because I think the food is worthy. I think the food is date worthy, but the location is not date worthy. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think if it's not the first date, I think you can get away with it also.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you want a second date... <laughs>
0: Don't, don't do it on the don't do it on the first date, but maybe the second or third date you can brought, you might be able to get away with it after she knows you a little bit better. Um, but also, I, I don't think I would go out of my way to go there for a date either, uh, unless it's like on the way to go do something else. Um, which it could very well be like on the way for the most part because it's not like that far out of the way to go there to go catch the highway for us uh, at this location. Um, Yeah, uh, I'm going to give like the wait, obviously, the wait staff for the owners. So they love and care about this place. So I'm giving that a 10. Uh, The place was super, it was, this place was pretty clean. Um, uh, The food, I'm giving that. I thought it was a 10. I love the food. locations is kind of bad. I think overall, though, I think when you kind of put it all together, food value, uh, the owners or, the, like, the wait staff there, um, I think overall it's, like, a 9. I, I would like to give it a 10, but there's, like, a couple of little things I kind of throw it off from being a 10. But this is kind of, like, more, like – I don't want to say it's, like, the middle range where it's a sit-down restaurant – but it's not quite fast foodie either. It's, like, somewhere in between fast foodie and, and middle range, which is why I feel okay giving it, like, a nine. Now, if I was going to compare it to some, like, nice sit-down place, I wouldn't give it a nine. Um, but, like, for the range, or like, the category it's in, um, like, if I were to put it with fast food, <coughs> I'd give it a ten. But if I am gonna put it, like, with, like, middle range, like, sit-down, I'm giving it a nine. But it's, it's, it's kind of like somewhere, like, in, in a fuzzy gray area there for me
1: all right well met mediterranean grill our score is not so different here um let's start with the detractors the location the parking lot um and then just from a quick snapshot the environment itself uh definitely clean not super warm and friendly, um, just from a quick snapshot. And the parking lot was really the big detractor, It's just the location. I, I honest to God, really do wish them just the best because um, maybe their goal isn't to be a sit-down restaurant, but with the food and the service they provide, it should be. Um, they have all the potential. Max and Christine, you guys have all the potential in the world. Please um, succeed. I, I really You have all my best wishes because... What you deliver in the long run, the long game, is a is a huge win. It's a W. Um, So you take out the fact that the parking lot is a gas station, and um, that it's it's you can tell it was originally part of a gas station where it was all connected to one giant convenience store that's a gas station, and it was the little side restaurant, whether it's a pizza place or a burger place or an Arby's or whatever it may be, most likely a sub or chicken place. uh, We because it has the drive through and everything set up, ready to go. Um, just, you take those pieces out of it, and it has so much potential. Uh, so location and parking, the exterior piece only gets a six. <coughs> uh, the interior, it's, it's Taco Bell cold. <coughs> it's a seven. <coughs> um, now let's go to the winds. Um, service, a solid 10. Max was amazing. His wife was amazing. Um, Again, this should be a sit-down restaurant to me. Uh, The menu isn't huge or diverse in (coughs) any sort of extravagant manner, but what they did have, everything we tried, was flawless. Um, So food. I went with the hero plate so you got the rice with the hero meat and the homemade french fries all on top um i went with the side of the regular hummus which was also great but i also got a whole side plate of the baba Ghanoush, which was a 10 uh, basically eggplant hummus for anyone who doesn't know it was a win with the oil and the tomato and the pickled peppers Every bit of it, every bite of it, if there was going to be something I was leaving behind, it was not that. Um, Definitely a 10 there, a win. As Noah mentioned, you get to the plate, and with the plates, you get the fries on top. Fries remind me of my mom's homemade fries. You kick off just enough of the skin, you slice them, you dice them. now you don't dice them. You just slice them, you fry them, and you, you salt the hell out of them. <laughs> Delicious. The fries were a 10. The hero meat, I like to call it lamb spam, also a 10. Um, the rice was great. Everything about the food was a 10. Um, so we've got some very varying scores here because I've got my 10s. And I got my six and my seven. Um, So that means into value. Absolutely value was right up there, nine or 10, probably a 10, honestly, at the end of the day. Um, So then the question comes in, would you meet a friend there? And I would say, yes, absolutely. If you're looking, if you're in the area, it's convenient. And that kind of food is your thing. Definitely. Absolutely. Meet a friend there. And part of that's because it's also that value. Um, Meet a date there. This is the interesting one. Again, I agree with you. And here's what I'm going to say.
0: I wanted to. I I (coughs) want to. The food's that good.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I'm right there with you. Um, I say yes as far as a date. And here is why. What this place lacks in its shitty parking lot (laughs) (laughs) and it's mediocre ambiance is service and food so goddamn good that when you then explore and experience which it sounds like he's there most of the time this place is open max and his wife and you get to sit there and talk about the fact that hey no matter what anyone says Screw them. This, you can tell the way they put their passion in this food. I and mean, in everything they're doing there, this is something that they're truly passionate about. And it shows in the results of the food. Somebody took a hell of a risk and his wife backed him doing this. And the guy like, he's not a bad looking guy. No, definitely like potential Greek mobster. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Good looking guy. Um, and, uh, but somebody took a hell of a risk to go and live their dream and when you get to experience that and the fact that he did bring over that garlic sauce uh, which not much of a sauce it was super thick and creamy um, but that garlic uh, just for us to to taste and enjoy which I thought was like everything I tried that I ate was amazing I also ate too much I left a couple spoonfuls of rice on my plate just because I didn't want to make myself sick and I still Need to go home and work out but every piece of it was attended and because of the experience factor what max and his wife brought to the table literally it's it's absolutely date worthy the destination piece is the tricky one um because there's only so many times you can take so many people and go talk about the experience and i do love the fact and the time anyone lives their dream um for me at this point the destination has to be the whole package, and it's just mi- missing some of that sex appeal, but absolutely would not hesitate to meet a friend or take a date there. Um, overall score for me was a very solid eight, and I say a very solid eight because to me, I do consider it a sit-down restaurant. When I'm eating food of that quality, that to me is not fast food, and the value when you consider that, easily a nine or ten
0: all right well there you have it if you uh do you go into uh mezza mediterranean grill off of uh was it compact boulevard or something like that
1: yes is that, is and that chambers called? i think yeah in parker though not yeah, the chambers yeah. in aurora
0: <laughs> yeah so what he said um yeah i would say let them know you heard about them on uh on scotch hour they probably won't give you they probably won't give you a discount but (laughs) they'll be super happy that uh that they got recommended um and they are super sweet people they're so nice and it's great to see them living their dream and being passionate about the food that they're making and uh honestly like it was like it was a it was a treat to eat there just because of the pure joy of them you know and, and then sharing their dream with us, you know, that you, you taste it, right? I mean, it just, it was phenomenal.
1: Well, and then who the hell doesn't love the fact that the, the cook, the chef, is literally telling you about all these are my mom's recipes? Oh, like yeah. Like anybody who's, to me, anybody who's a man and hears that uh, and doesn't get emotional and just be like, God damn, my mom's the best damn cook on this planet. Uh that's probably not a man just saying, (laughs) do not marry him (laughs) because no matter what you make, it's not going to be good enough. Uh, because that is real. That is love. Uh, that was passion and everything that they did, did show through in what we ate.
0: Oh yeah, it sure did. And uh, it was so nice for him to even come out and talk to us too. That was, that's what makes it great too. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Great experience all around.
1: I'll go back just for the fries, honestly. When I want good fries, I don't think about McDonald's anymore. I don't think about... Uh, I haven't thought about Arby since they discontinued their potato cakes. I used to go there just for the goddamn potato cakes, and I'd spend $20 with trying to get four potato cakes <laughs> and a Jamocha shake. <laughs> <laughs> and like now when i want fries that's where i'm going that's for destination you know i guess i gotta say it is a destination i i gotta change that and say i don't know if it's a destination it is a destination because when there's certain things i want that is where i will go and fries that's one of the things i'm gonna go for there
0: <laughs> their fries were that good they It even really amazing.
1: <laughs> When fries are so good, you don't need ketchup, but like just a teeniest little bit of ketchup takes them up a notch. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, this week was to watch the movie, uh, The Island, and uh, kind of look at like how they did the whole cloning thing and what they used cloning for. And kind of compare it to, like, uh, the conspiracy theories that we know about quoting in today's world, if you will. Um, Do you want to give a brief synopsis of what the island is?
1: We can definitely do that. Um, The island is an American sci-fi Thriller, so to speak, um, action movie for sure, uh, based in 2005, uh, directed by Michael Bay. The two main characters are, of course, Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor. Uh, but I love the fact that Sean Bean is in there. You know, if you don't remember season one of Game of Thrones, he was the North King. <laughs> um, who is, uh, spoiler alert, if you're 10 years plus behind, gets beheaded. In the last episode of season one, and it was totally a shocker for me. Um, But they, it is an, it's an spoiler alert too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, if you're 18 years behind.
0: Well, there might be some like, young kids in <laughs>
1: <story>. <laughs> We're telling you about a 2005 movie directed by Michael Bay, not uh, one of the Transformer <laughs> movies for something more recent. Uh, Michael Bay's done a lot. Um, this movie was not well received by audiences. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is a prime example. I think it's like. Uh, uh, 40 or 60% recommend. It was low. Was uh, it really? It was really low. Um, but I can kind of understand some of the pieces of that because particularly in 2005, uh, a lot of this movie was just unfathomable. It was just... Uh, We were in a much more conservative era at that time, which I have nothing against, by the way. But um, a lot has changed where now people have opened more of their minds, well, some of us, and realize, hey, this is totally possible. And guess what? It sounds like it's happening in some other countries on this planet. Um, It is something that's interesting. So the next piece of this story is (coughs) um, there are humans that are brought to an island because supposedly there was, uh, let's call it a pandemic.
0: Okay, pandemic.
1: Uh, A pandemic, and most of the population has been uh, wiped out. So these people were brought here to this building, and then one at a time they get to go to the island, which is the one other clean place left on the planet, um, to go and enjoy their life. Well, long story short, they find out that, well, they... Ewan McGregor makes a conscious recognition of, hey, I don't think this is right. Like, this doesn't seem right. This island thing doesn't seem right at all. Like, why would we be going there winning a lottery? And what what's going on up here? Here's another story. Uh, Steve Bessimi, Bishumi? Bishumi? <laughs> Bas- Basumi. Uh, he, Bissimi, right? Bissimi, there you go. Steve Bissimi, none of those sounded right. I was like, ah, I'm just going to keep saying it until something <laughs> comes out. Steve Bissimi is one of the characters in the movie. He does a phenomenal job being who he is, uh, which is just... Uh, a great actor, and um, helps Ewan McGregor realize there's something else going on. And it actually, he doesn't help Ewan McGregor do anything. Ewan McGregor is smart enough to realize this. He has been cloned. He has not been alive on this planet, a but a fraction of the years, he thinks he's been alive at all. Um, so memories have been implanted. And he is being harv- is harvested, just like anyone else in this place, for their organs um, by the ultra or uber-rich on the outside of this compound's walls. Again, 2005, this all seemed very unfathomable. Now we know they're making organs, uh, basically with uh, (laughs) printers. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, so now now they can make, uh, supposedly, organs using the 3D printers. Um, You have the uh, organ harvesting... um, Farms, if you will, in China. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it does seem like I think at the time, like even to this day, cloning seems like it, it seems like a, it's a bit of a, a conspiracy theory that's out there. But really, when you start looking at it. What are stem cell therapy, right? That's what stem cell, stem, stem cell therapy basically is. <laughs> is basically you have stem cells that are unassigned cells, and once they get injected into a part of the body, uh, it takes on uh, th- whatever that uh, need is. So if you have a, like a bad knee, um, you can have stem cell therapy into your knee to where it could, repa- it could repair your knee to where you don't need surgery. So to go as far as saying like cloning is a conspiracy is it really because we've like they, they started cloning i think back even before that 2005 movie we had was it was a dolly the sheep that was cloned i think that was like in the in the late
1: 90s and anything we know about they've been doing since they landed on the moon
0: right <laughs> So anytime something (laughs) like, anytime like a scientific discovery like that makes it to mainstream, you know, they've been doing it for a while before (laughs) it even hits us. So to to honestly think, well, I'll put it this way. If you were uber wealthy, like let's say you're a billionaire, maybe like Trump status for your multi-billionaire or maybe uh, a different billionaire, whoever you want to take, maybe Elon Musk. Yeah.
1: Clinton. If
0: you had the opportunity, right. To where you like, there's a company that says like we can like clone you organs so that way if something were ever to happen to you, you would have accessible organs right away for you to use. As a billionaire, someone who's super wealthy or famous, would you do that?
1: Now, so uh, we've gone past the whole theory of whether or not this is even a possibility, but whether or not it's right or wrong to us, uh, well, okay. right? Like, is oh, that? What I you- guess I, I'm still going with the whole theory oh, part. So, but you're, you're, are you asking me, or are you just asking, like, doesn't this make sense?
0: Anybody, really? <laughs> you, since you're loving
1: your maybe? all right. I- so- I'll answer
0: the question. If I, was, if I had a ton of money and I was wealthy and rich. And I was, you know, I knew I was going to be doing stupid things or things could happen to me because you could get cancer or something like that. Because
1: you're rich and you do stupid shit. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yes, I would do this. (laughs) And and here's the premise though, in the movie, these people did not know that there are actually people, uh, these clones actually were conscious or anything like that. They just thought it was just a big pile of goo that was growing organs. Now, if... So if I just thought it was a big pile of goo, like as they presented in the movie, hell yeah, I would do this. Um, If I knew that there was clones that were conscious and self-aware, that brings up a whole different ethical question. Does it though? I don't know. Because at that point, if if they're a clone of you, but they are self-conscious enough, they can think for themselves.
1: Let's break this down differently. Okay. Um, I'm going be, off on a tangent, so yeah. Because as soon as out. we finished recording the last show, no one knows this, I stayed up a re- okay, redonkulous <laughs> <laughs> amount of time. What's that TV platform? Pluto TV. Watching the island on Pluto TV. And I didn't know that a TV platform could make a two-hour movie four and a half hours long, but they did. <laughs> So I watched this right afterwards because, A, I think this is a great movie. Um, There's a lot of reasons I think it's a great movie. I think there's great acting in it. Um, I also think even from the get-go, it brought up just interesting questions. I love the fact and the prospect of the future and back in 2005 in particular, you're looking at a Cadillac that was a rocket ship, uh, a prototype car back then, we have better and faster cars now. Um, And then you have the boats, that the technology was always there. I guess the part of this comes from my background going and studying engineering, college school mines um, and and material sciences and applied sciences, um, knowing that this boat was self-sufficient. Like, hey, the reason this boat's wood and and black is because those are solar panels. That's like how it's providing its own energy. This is brilliant. I can go on tangents all day, (coughs) but what I'm saying is this movie became super sexy because there were so many scientific possibilities in there. Now, let's go off of this tangent back to the, the controversy, the potential controversy in the movie, which is rich people having clones made for them not knowing that it's a whole clone, thinking it might just be an organ or that it's just a body that has been made, not understanding that they are conscious. Um, In the movie, what we find out is that the unconscious clones, the bodies failed. They collapsed. They had no reason to go on. There was nothing driving the body to maintain or sustain, and the organs failed. They collapsed before they could ever be needed. What they did find next was that as long as they They gave these clones a conscience and a purpose, purpose, survival, life, hope. You might make it to the island. All of a sudden, they had a reason to work out, to exercise, to learn, to educate. Uh, All those are the primary functions of a brain, which, let's face it, if you're trying to harvest a liver, lungs, heart, kidneys, skin, the brain is ultimately what sends the signals, hey, I need you to do this. Hey, we got to move faster. Hey, we got to do this. Produce, produce, produce. uh, Versus if a brain's not moving, not learning, not growing, the whole thing's dying, it literally makes scientific sense. When people get old, typically they stop learning, they stop having goals and motivations and stop trying to get things done. Their mind, um, they let their mind become weak and their mind lets their bodies become weak and fail. So these clones were failing until the mind gave them a reason and a purpose to live. Okay, that, that's a, a basic piece right there. Okay, great. So now we have clones that are conscious. Um, then the next question comes in. You're rich. You're billionaire status. You're talking about pennies out of your pocketbook, so to speak and you found out you're, you did so many drugs or drank so much alcohol or had so much sex and got so many diseases that parts of your body are going to shut down, you got two years to figure it out, and somebody else comes around the corner, hey, man, you got $10 billion uh, for one one-thousandth of that. I can make a clone for you, and before your kidneys or your liver or your heart shut down, I've got a replacement, man. You're golden. Yeah, doing it so then (laughs) now this is assuming they think okay so it's just a clone this isn't a person here's where it gets tricky now you've got a billionaire i don't know many billionaires who were dumbfounded by becoming a billionaire these people were usually ruthless uh cutthroats most of their life if not when they got to a certain point or they were so driven that they know they stepped on a lot of goddamn people I don't think one single one of them gives two sharts about the fact that they're stepping on a clone that's conscious. And here's where even if you're not a billionaire, you got to ask yourself, well, do you believe in God? Do you believe in souls? Do you believe in religion? And the second you actually do start to believe in those things, I think this is where you actually have to stand back and be like, it's a clone. It's okay. That's not a soul. That's not a spirit. That's not God or the Father or the Holy Spirit. It's none of these things. The Son, that is literally just a body that thinks it knows something. And it's twisted because you can say, if you're the clone, you sure as hell don't feel that way. (laughs) But at the end of the day, if you do believe in a religion where God is the creator... Or any other number of things, you kind of have to be like, Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) Which is Uh -uh. twisted. Again, if I'm the clone, I sure as hell don't feel that way. But if I'm not the clone, yeah, man, like science.
0: I think it does kind of fall into a whole moral aspect there. I mean, because even if you do start going with the that aspect of like believing in God and all that stuff, uh it doesn't have a soul, does not have a soul, and stuff like that. It, once it becomes a, a self-aware living
1: being, aka, beware AI. Beware
0: <laughs> At that point, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, at that point, do they have a right to live? And I don't know. I mean, it depends on whether or not you give that classification of life
1: to a clone. Again, so there's the next step. So, at what point is slavery not okay? Right, <laughs> because they are a slave for their organs.
0: They exact well, and here's the thing: like, <laughs> they would not be they would not be in existence if the wealthy billionaire did not pay the five million plus or whatever it was to have them created for their organs. So they wouldn't even be alive in the first place. Yeah. So I, I like that's why I said yeah yes I would do it. Uh, would I feel bad about it? Honestly, I, I have no idea uh i would like to say that i would not feel bad about it at all but then there's a part of me that might be like if i knew they were self-conscious and they were self-aware and all this stuff maybe they had a right to live but who's to say that i don't really know uh but i paid for them to have that organ so i want my organ
1: <laughs> so there's a point in the movie where ewan mcgregor's character the real the donor if you will for the dna is faced with his clone Right. And it's hot ass Scarlett Johansson. Like, let's not face the fact or forget the fact that if I'm Ewan McGregor and I'm looking at my clone and he's with Scarlett Johansson, I'm like, what did I get wrong? <laughs> 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 but taking her out of the picture, even so, um, they have a conversation. And I do think it was something that was interesting to me, which is, and I've had a great life. If I'm Ewan McGer- McGregor's character, I've had a great life. Here's this clone just getting started. Pure has a a future potential without anyone else's organs um, that I don't. Part of me is almost okay to let him live and carry on as my life. And just from the pure aspect of science, if I could figure out a way, if I was smart enough to figure out a way to see like how far could this go? um, Like at that point, I've almost done my job. It's almost like having a kid. And you live through them, even though you're going to die. And you know that. A parent, you have a kid. You know, the one of the biggest tragedies, if you're a lucky parent, by the way, um, some parents actually have to watch their kids die before them. But if you're a lucky parent, you don't. Um, but you also have a kid knowing that if you're a lucky parent, you die before your kid. Um, and that's a tragedy your kid has to go through. As, as a clone, now, let's take it that standpoint. If we're going to value the life of the clone saying that they're a kid, but they're not going to miss the parent, then there's also a disconnect there. And, yeah, I want my organ. by clone. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: all right, probability-wise, are there such things as underground bases? I think that's been proven. So... Even I think even back in 2005, we knew that there was a possibility of underground bases. Like, you had NORAD that's inside a mountain. Uh, but to the complexity of this uh, type of uh, complex, I don't think anyone thought maybe it could be that complex. But honestly, I think the technology is there. We're just not talking. about I'm going
1: to go back to my standard fallback. If we can go to the moon, we can clone a human. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he says we've been to the moon,
1: though. Argument for another day. <laughs>
0: uh, so, is there... Any, like, I know we went off on a tangent there and stuff like that. And really talking about the whole possibility of cloning. Do you think... Or could it become available in the near future, if not already, that they do have cloning
1: farms for organs? I think they're already out there. I think that the mass Media, so to speak, hides the fact that these sorts of things can happen by having uh, adrenochrome and all sorts of other crazy let's kill a kid and take the blood from their toes and all this crap. Like, let's make a, a controversy that big so that people forget that cloning, which is scientifically proven impossible, is happening.
0: I well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I can't believe you just brought up padrino girl, but <laughs> <'cause> it's real. <laughs> uh, let me just get a new organ. I don't need to live forever. Killing little kitties. <laughs> let me just have a clone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I honestly think that they probably, that they do have these like cloning farms. And, and honestly, like if you start like looking at some of these like, uh, uh, alternative media stuff they're saying like there's already like uh as we talked about uh i think two or three episodes ago that they've already started cloning like certain superstars or celebrities and stuff like that or or politicians uh and that's why some of these people look different or they seem different or talk different or they malfunction um biden
1: got the worst damn clone multiplicity had to offer exactly (laughs)
0: So uh, On the the realism scale here I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 here
1: I don't think it's even a question They've We don't get to see as Normal humans the results But they have let us know That what we saw in Jurassic Park Filling in bits and pieces of DNA For Dinosaurs is possible And has been done by using Frogs and reptiles And birds (coughs) Anyone who thinks that it, it, they aren't doing this well
0: they've already said like well there's some places out there they talk about pigman that there's already like they've already tried to do like they've already like blended like human DNA with pig DNA and created a pigman. See a that pig just boy. seems
1: stupid because pork's delicious. <laughs> what are they trying to do, make cannibals? <laughs> <laughs> who knows. Like I want a centaur. <laughs> <laughs> that's so smart about this Um, (laughs) there's some scientist who just cloned a pig man he's like why the hell didn't I think about that I look at this guy every day and I'm like I'm getting hungry All right,
0: I got uh, one last question
1: here Uh, this
0: one is not having to do so much about the conspiracy with clones or anything like that, but it does we fall back to the movie and the clones. Is that once they release all these clones out out of the uh, base and they start walking out into the desert area, what uh, what what do what do real life humans, real humans, and the government do to uh, to with these people? Are these these clones at this point? Because now you got self-aware clones who, now that they're they're about to be killed, (coughs) are being told that they're going to the island. You got the military-industrial complex, which invested billions of dollars into this technology, along with a bunch of billionaires who invested tons of money into this technology. Are they really just going to let these people like li- like these clones live, or are they going to come in and do uh, uh, like hire some kind of squad to come in and like eradicate
1: oh, y- them? The answer is already there. Like you saw what they did just chasing two of them, a whole party. Uh, yeah. They would go- probably go to the extent of uh, I don't know creating a pandemic so they could get everyone to go in their houses and then just hunt them down.
0: (laughs) Is that what happened with COVID? (laughs) Oh, wait. That was just to kill off humans (laughs) and to
1: eradicate our population. Make them bored and die. (laughs) Bored to death. (laughs) Uh, Fun fact. A lot of people did get bored and die because they couldn't exercise while being locked in their houses during COVID. Fun
0: fact. Is that really a fun fact? (laughs) Morbid facts.
1: No, that's a fun fact.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Anything else you want to say about this topic? It's only meant to be.
1: uh, no, I, I think uh, it, it was a great topic. I think it's a great movie. I do think that it's a good thing for anyone who will just be honest with yourself. You don't have to share it with the rest of the population. Uh, but I, I challenge you to. Um, I, I say the smarter challenge is to be so bold as to say, here's who I'd vote for in the next election to people you trust. Um, I don't think most people even will do that. All I hear them say is, well, I'm not voting for Biden. And I'm like, if there's two names on the ballot, Who's the other person you're voting for? Uh, uh is Trump, the even, one you didn't is vote Trump for? even allowed on the ballot yet? <laughs> no. But the whole point is it it's, it's this whole thing of 4 years ago you're today you're saying you won't vote for the person you voted for a couple years ago. What were you thinking a couple years ago? Um, at the end of the day. But regardless of that, take take the challenge to yourself, share and, and have this conversation with people you love and trust, or at least trust and like, um, if you don't love anyone, um, and just say, hey, if it was possible, and I knew I was going to die in two years, but I could create a clone of myself, and then they would slaughter that clone like it was a pig, um, so that I could have the heart and live another 20 plus years, would I do it? And Man, I am so blessed in life. And and I don't want to say that I'm taking everything I've had for granted. I would never want to do that. And there's always that other side, but I want to see the next 20 years. I'm so proud of my kids. I'm so, uh, you know, life is great. I work hard. And I'm happy that some days I struggle because then there are other days where I figure out how to overcome that struggle and I make myself and other people better because of it. I don't want to lose that. So, yeah, I would do it. I would too.
0: I mean, I don't think it's a question. (coughs) I think the question really comes into play is like, what if you learn that they're self
1: aware? Does it work? I would already do it. (laughs) How self-aware, hey, hey, you want to play chess before the surgery? Let's go play chess. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you win or lose. I already won. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be morbid or cold, but we no, all I have did, a place. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think you kind of like, I think if we were to bring in like the uh, altered carbon where he does, uh, recla- where he recreates a second one of himself with his consciousness in it, and that, and that, that. Like you call it a clone if you will uh has never experienced uh sort certain things in life i'd be like, like sex yeah <laughs> like go do that and now I'm, I'm gonna have my organ <laughs>
1: hell no what kind of diseases would it catch oh you gotta make sure who's no happening. fun no fun
0: so with the scarlett johansson clone sure go have sex with this scarlett johansson clone
1: me or my clone <laughs> <laughs> both either no <laughs> Damn. That's not right. You don't do those things to clones. That would be wrong. See, so now you bring up something that's so interesting. You just crossed the line to me. Making sex, sex slave clones would absolutely be wrong to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. That just crossed the line for why, me. Why? Is
0: it because it's making him into a sex slave? I don't
1: know. I don't know, but, like, literally Cause, that cause just crossed like, the line. Because like, if you're saying that clone... <laughs> No. Has no rights, right? So, uh, what, so what would be the difference in making a sex clone? I think that is more than use. Where I think yeah, an organ is use, I think that's literally abuse to me. And I'm just and saying, organs get used. This is part of my code. <laughs> Wrong organ, <laughs> not saving my life. Maybe making my day. <laughs> <laughs> But that would literally cl- that would literally be one of those places where I would blow the place <laughs> up, my like- own clone inside. Be like, this is wrong. Boom. I never even went done. there
0: and thought about that until you brought it up.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying that would be the pl- that's like that to me, dude. I don't I don't even know so why it's
0: okay to buy a clone, <laughs> grow it, kill it, and slaughter it for your own <laughs> organs, but it's not okay to grow a clone and have it for sex
1: no for, dude I'm telling you for whatever reason <laughs> that violates my code that's like <laughs> so wrong to me I, like, and it shouldn't about the, be it like, shouldn't be would this
0: violate your code and you don't have to answer this one <laughs> you buy a clone grow it so that way you can shoot it and kill it or hunt it
1: See, now that's interesting because if you're talking about an endangered species on the planet, but you're not actually killing one of the endangered species, you're killing a clone, I don't necessarily feel like it's right, but I don't feel like that's wrong. (laughs) But if it's a human, I think there's something that you have to be really messed up in the head to do something to a clone's body while they're conscious so you see the movie Hostel, right so i i think this is where the line is the, the cross in the line is is when that other being it's not a being if it's you know the that clone the is conscious and then whether you're shooting it or killing it or uh, doing any other number of things with it which is interesting because that's actually in the movie by the way we're gonna go right there next that crosses the line for me because they're con- they're, you're abusing their conscience, of which they're not supposed to have. <coughs> but there was, in the movie, a clone created where the clone had the baby so the mommy wouldn't get stretched out. The clone had the baby, and then the, it was delivered to the parents, and the clone was killed. Yes. Is that wrong? See, that's where it gets twisted See,
0: for me that violates my code because if if a clone right is that considered to be alive
1: how can it give birth
0: well not how can it give birth maybe it can but is that baby a clone
1: so it depends on which daddy was in it
0: or well then what <laughs> it's, half clone it's only half, half
1: have. clone
0: <laughs> but but in that case does it even have a soul
1: this is what I'm talking about with the beginning. That's why the second you bring religion into this, you have to, you're crossing your you like have to figure out where you're going to cross the line, what's right and what's wrong.
0: So I think in this case, like yeah, I see. Like okay, they have these, they got these clones, so like the mom wouldn't get stretch marks and all that stuff, so and have to bear the child. But at that point, is it still a real child? Is it really it's not hidden? her
1: child? It is not the same experience to. To be a father, a mother, or anything and not go through the shit, the pain. Um, I think that is part of the human experience that you can only get by actually going through it.
0: They're going to be raising this like it's a human, but it's not a human at this point.
1: Also, Um, they didn't go through the actual pain, they just and that's another struggle. It's like, hey man, we could sit here and talk about this for like probably another 30 minutes easily, I'm sure. Days, (laughs) this one doesn't go away again. That's this. I think this was a great topic, Noah. Uh, you know, proud of you for choosing this in the sense of, um, it got. I mean, you you saw the excitement immediately. I literally went and watched the movie on the worst platform I could have chosen. (laughs) Like, I literally was like, my time means everything to me. Four and a half hours later, is this over yet? (laughs) Um, But man, it, it really does bring an interesting purview into it. Man, the abuse piece. I think the... Again, though, twisted because death, are you causing it pain if it was never really a soul and alive? It gets so twisted.
0: So what's your guys' take on this? Leave it in the comments if you guys watch this part. Yeah,
1: share it with us. I'm definitely against the sex slaves, and Noah's (laughs) definitely against using them to birth your child. (laughs) (laughs) Because it wouldn't be your child. It wouldn't be. And it'd still be a clone. But what if it was the sex slave you were okay with that's having your baby?
0: <laughs> I never said I was okay with the sex slave. I know. <laughs> I never said I was okay with it. I never said I wasn't okay, okay with it.
1: Okay, I just
0: left it in, a, in an uncomfortable gray area because, dude, totally I wasn't uncomfortable
1: sure. to me. I'm totally uncomfortable <laughs> with that. That literally, that seems morally wrong to me.
0: I mean, they're right now they're already making these like life like human-sized dolls with like uh like skin and like like that's warm and and has like computer stuff in it like honestly the next step from there is probably really to have like a true clone sex slave
1: i mean i guess that's part of the thing is i've never gone and had sex and disconnected my mind and my body and to me you would have to do that to do it with a clone and to me like then what's the point
0: yeah I, i'm like i'm not like i said i'm not agreeing with it or disagreeing with it. i'm just saying it's it's definitely one of those gray areas where like i really don't even want to go into
1: <laughs> oh you've been in it <laughs> just like we've been to the moon <laughs> all right uh any final words uh no i again great topic really appreciated think it's great um I have enjoyed it uh, and look forward to more in the future it'll definitely be something uh, and it has been something i have talked with um people i trust just like i i made the challenge out there what would you do um but i wouldn't you know here we are talking about it
0: <laughs>
1: for anyone to see and i'm sitting here saying don't talk about this with people <laughs> because it is a a touchy subject um, because, you know, it will help you find, if you you think about it and you process it, where your code lies. And I think we've seen it in even our own reactions about, like, my reaction to how wrong I thought a sex slave was a clone would be.
0: (laughs) See, the reason why I don't think I've really answered this question, and I agree with you, it's wrong, uh, is that I wasn't even going there thinking about that. I was just thinking about, like, how, like, in uh, one show altered carving the guy's like yeah go to go to that island have sex with the uh, Bancroft's wife and you'll come back and then you know you'll die and i'll you know i'll go on living or whatever uh but like so it's like giving him like uh hey you served your purpose whatever made it look like i left the left the la area and then i can go do my thing you do your thing and then, you know you got you got your rocks off and then you're dead uh I wasn't thinking about like sex slave stuff or anything like that until you brought it up. Now I'm like, uh, I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> this is a hot goopy mess. That I don't even know how to respond to. But uh, any case, uh, my final word uh, message here is uh, is I like how we just if there's supposed to be a light subject, watching a movie, talk about something that's that's possibly going on in uh, in the world today as a conspiracy theory slash real real thing happening. Um, And just kind of converse back and forth and just have like a conversation, uh, which I
1: thought was really fun to do. So it was. And I'll give one last final word. And that is knowing that human trafficking goes on and some of that human trafficking is going on for human organs. If something like this could deter human trafficking, I would 100% support it.
0: That's a good question. That's good. That's good question there would i support that or not
1: i would 100 percent support it to end humans who have been alive from birth who've been birthed who have grown to end their suffering i would okay be okay with clones uh cloning organs and creating clones so that it became a moot point to go and abduct and do any number of terrible things to real natural born humans
0: I think if uh, if it could do that, I'd be for it. But it seems like almost like you're writing a wrong with a wrong.
1: Let's face it: if they're making clones, they're making human sex slave clones. <laughs> Let's face it: they're back, the back best. to the sex slave clones, everyone. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> All right, and on next week's Scotch Hour, sex clones. <laughs> <laughs> Here's mine. <laughs> Who does she look like? <laughs> Don't answer that. <laughs> All right. Next week, Scotch. We are going there. We flipped a coin. We're not flipping a coin this time. I'm not going to be let down again. Next week, Scotch is the 21-year Glen Fittick Grand Reserve a single malt Scotch whiskey. Uh, the Broncos may have let us down this past week. The CU Buffs may have let us down this whole season. Uh, Glenn Fittick, please don't let us down next week. (laughs) Aiden, you made me proud. Glenn Fiddick, be like Aiden. All right. And next week's Smarter Challenge, if we're out there and we're giving our kids advice, what five things to look for in a mate, in someone that their goal is to spend the rest of their life with one person, what five things would we tell them to look for?
0: All right. Well, this should be easy. I have no kids, so you're like clone sex slave. <laughs>
1: I got down one.
0: First, I would tell my <laughs> son to do is find a <laughs> go purchase a clone sex slave.
1: <laughs> you to be the happiest person on the planet. Done.
0: <laughs> and if she starts to argue with you, you can trash that one and get a new one. <laughs> Dude How to take
1: something from a 2 to a negative 25 (laughs) Topics we should talk about 1 to ten, two (laughs) 25 It could be lower than negative 25 It's well lower than that The way you just said that (laughs) Trash it Trash it Beep garbage disposal is for Jesus son
0: <laughs> All right, we probably should close this out before I dig myself. I need a to write hole. a
1: book about this episode. <laughs> All right, remember, life is great. Do not drink and drive. Uh, life should not be easy, but it should be fun and. Whoosh. Uh, thank
0: you to all those viewers out there who watch us on YouTube and Rumble. We greatly appreciate all of you. If you also made it this far and you're, list- you're a listener on one of the many different podcast platforms, we thank you for listening to our podcast. Please like, share, subscribe. Uh, leave some comments down below. And if you do enjoy our content, uh, we do have a link down below for the podcast uh, or Podbean. Uh, uh, I forget what it's called. Podbean, something or other. Uh, Patreon. Patreon. Hey, Patreon. Uh, to uh, you can uh, take that link and uh, donate a dollar, as minimum as a dollar or however much you want to. Uh,
1: Still waiting for you on must donation.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> to, to help us out with our, uh, with our drinking habits and topics here. <laughs> and, and cloning. And cloning. <laughs> and uh, and if, you have, if you have any topics you want us to talk about, please throw those in the comment area. Uh, with that, we greatly appreciate all of you. And Scotchman! Cheers. Cheers. We hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of Scotch Hour. If you did, please like, share, and subscribe. Also, if you have not done so already, please become a patron member with memberships starting as low as $1 a month. Thank you, and hopefully you have a wonderful evening.